Hi folks, welcome to the 59th Minute FPL Podcast. I'm the FPL General, here to preview Double Game Week 24 in Fantasy Premier League. If you are listening for the first time, welcome. I hope this podcast will help you achieve your FPL goals in 2020. Uh, just a quick rundown of what the podcast is. So each week I preview the next game week in, in FPL, usually around 30 to 40 minutes. So nice and easy for you to consume to hopefully help you make your decisions for, for the next game week. The podcast has a few different sections. There is a shout out section at the start for those players who get the dreaded 59th minute substitution in FPL. A quick review of the most recent game week how it went for me what went right what went wrong then i update my watch list so a few players have added to the watch list and a few that i've removed following the most recent game week then i take a few questions from twitter and i finish off with captaincy and transfers for the upcoming game week for regular listeners the 59th minute is now part of the athletic podcast network so i'm very excited to be joining such a you know a, a wonderful bunch of, of podcasts on that network there's nine new podcasts being released on there this week to go alongside the the great ones that are already there the show will remain free to listen in all your usual places so you don't need to worry about that but you'll also be able to listen to it in the athletic app if you're a subscriber if you don't have a subscription and you would like one you can get a 40 percent discount with the promo code fpl pod and with with that subscription you'll be able to read my weekly fpl column which i do there on the athletic as well as joining in in the great q a's that myself and ben dinnery do before each deadline looking back on game week 23 at the weekend we have a new member of the 59th minute club so welcome to west ham's pablo fornals the dreaded 59th minute substitution got him just one point at the weekend so he joins i think he's the 15th or 16th player now this season he had a 58th minute appearance a couple of weeks ago so now he's got his shout out on the podcast so maybe he's one to avoid for the double game week you know i know west ham have two games but for is probably one to avoid if he's going to be getting taken off early a quick review of how game week 23 went for me it wasn't a good one it's been a it's been a frustrating couple of weeks uh, since I played my wild card in game week 20, I've had four red arrows on the bounce now. So in that period, I've gone from 91k overall. I've slipped all the way now to 219k. So I need to arrest the slide and then try and start moving in the right direction over the next few weeks. So hopefully the first double game week of the season, my triple Liverpool and my and my triple captaincy chip, which I'll talk about later. Hopefully that can get get me kickstart my season and get me moving in the right direction. Like I say, so game week 23. Managed just 43 points with a minus 4, so 39 altogether. Raul Jimenez was the punisher. Sold him for Danny Ings and we all know what happened next. Of course, I missed Jimenez's biggest points haul of the season and Danny Ings gets two points. So very, very frustrating. As well as a Jamie Vardy captaincy blank. It's pretty painful when your captain scores you zero points. Uh, Blanks as well from Matt Ryan, Soyunku, Lord Lundstrom, De Bruyne, Manny and Danny Ings. So a lot of players let me down again this week. The only positives were Jack Grealish, 10-pointer. He's been excellent last couple of game weeks Salah scored the late goal to get seven points of course he had to take his shirt off to get the yellow card and you know miss out on bonus points as well uh Trent another 10 pointer for Alexander Arnold I mean he's been he's been amazing the last couple of weeks uh Mopai got me an assist but like Salah very frustrating he picked up a yellow card as well so just the four points from Mopai I was weighing up Mopai versus Calvert-Lewin and 
I only got to enjoy that assist for about three minutes because as soon as he got the assist, Calvert-Lewin went and scored then. So yeah, roll on double game week 24. Hopefully things start to improve from here on. I, I put a tweet out a couple of days ago um, that you know this season is starting to feel a, a, a bit like a, a bit of a slog. So hopefully, as I say, I've got all my chips. I've got the wild card. So hopefully, still you know 219k. I think probably a realistic target for me is, is top 50k. I've been saying that for most of the season. You know, given how many people play the game now, and given how poorly my season was last year, if if you offered me a 50k finish now, I would definitely take it. So that is my target, of course. Top 10k, we'd love to get there, but it's going to be it's going to be a challenge from from where I am now. Moving on now to the watch list update. So this is this is where I add players who I'm interested in, in in the short term, and I remove players who I'm no longer interested in. So I've added five players to the watch list following the weekend's action. Uh, the first one, Nathaniel Chalaba at Watford. He's 4.4 million. Been very impressed with him since Nigel Pearson took over. I thought he was the best player on the pitch in that Spurs game at the weekend. Uh, he's commanding set pieces. This is the big attraction here. He's taken, he's took all the corners and he's taken indirect free kicks as well. So, if you're looking for a fifth midfielder for your bench, you know at 4.4 million, I think Shalaba is probably the best option now. You know he's not someone you want to have to ever start, but you know as a second or a third sub instead of someone like maybe Den Donker or I've got Oriel Romeo myself. You know I would much prefer to have Shalaba there now with the chance of assists from them from them uh, set. Pieces. Pieces. Another midfielder added to the watches this week, Emiliano Buendia, 6 million Norwich midfielder. He's been on and off my watch list for most of the season. I've never owned him, but you know, every time I watch this guy, he, he looks really good. And watching the highlights from the weekend, I, I have no idea how he scored just two points uh, in that game against Bournemouth. Cantwell is obviously the most popular Norwich player because he's he's 1 million cheaper than Buendia. But I think, you know, for anyone who wants to take a punt, um, you know, on a player with low ownership, with with high upside, I think Wendia could be a really good option. Uh, looking at some of the stats from that game, Wendia had five shots and four chances created, and he he's been doing that for the last couple of weeks. You know, his stats, his underlying stats are always good there. So you know, soon we're probably going to see him translate that into FPL points. So he's what I'm going to keep an eye on as well. I don't have Cantwell at the moment, so if it comes to a point where I want to get a Norwich midfielder. I'll be considering both of them, Wendy and Cantwell. A budget defender now uh, for us to think about. Jamal Lascelles at Newcastle, 4.2 million. He's dropped from 4.5 million at the start of the season. He's come back into the team after injury. His last appearance was game week 12 and he comes straight back in against Chelsea and picks up a clean sheet. So, you know, this guy, club captain, he's going to be the first name on his team sheet if he is fit. Uh, A lot of us have got the likes of Rico and Kelly on our benches who are not doing much for us or they're getting us minus ones from time to time. So I think Lascelles is a very good replacement for these guys. Uh, and he's one I'm looking at. Uh, I'll come to my transfers later. But if I make a move this week, it's probably going to be something boring like, you know, a Kelly or Rico replacement. I think Lascelles is probably one in the race. To, to replace him. Newcastle have got good fixtures long term as well. So again, a bit like Chalaba, Lascelles is a player for your bench, but you can actually use him from time to time because because Newcastle do have good fixtures. So he's on the watch list, as is Cenk Tosin, the new Crystal Palace signing on loan from Everton. He's 5.7 million in FPL. He started at the weekend against Manchester City. He passed the eye test. He, he got a goal. He got one bonus point as well. So he got his goal and he had had a very good, another very good attempt saved as well by Ederson. He's just 0.2% owned is Tossin. So again, if you're struggling and you're looking for a differential that might help you, you know, climb the rankings, Tossin is one to look at here uh, as a cheap, cheap third striker possibly. So yeah, very impressed by him at the weekend. I'm going to keep an eye on him as well to see how he looks 
over the next couple of games. Now, the last player I've added to my watch list, this one, this one was painful to do. I've added Raul Jimenez to my watch list after selling him going into game week 23. So yeah, as I said, missed his biggest points haul of the season. Very, very annoying having owned him for, for the last couple of months. He's 7.5 million now. Uh, Wolves do have a tricky run of games coming up, which is why I was comfortable enough selling them for Danny Ings so still you know hopefully over the next couple of game weeks Danny Ings might you know make that transfer look like a good one it doesn't look good right now after after he scored 13 points to two but yeah Jimenez is back on the watch list you know I'm not going to go straight back to him because of those fixtures in the short term but once those are out of the way the next two or three games once they're done if he still looks good I, I may go back to him uh, and I think there's a there's a question on on Jimenez and Triori later in the podcast, so I'll come back to him on that anyway. But yeah, fixtures are are not ideal next couple of games. But we know Jimenez, we know Wolves. They're a great side. He's a top striker. You know he can easily score in those in those tougher fixtures as well. So part of me is regretting letting him go now. The players I removed from the watch list this week: a couple of injured players. Rashford is out for it looks like could be a couple of months. He's gone. Saar looks like he pulled his hamstring in that game. Saar was probably the best Watford attacker in that game. I was really impressed by him, uh, and I was eyeing him up as a possible transfer in for Grealish. But then Grealish obviously went and scored a scored a great goal, so he's going to stay. Uh, Saar looks like he's injured now, so he's gone from the watch list. And Kalasinac is gone as well. Kalasinac is a very he's a very injury prone player, and and I tend to avoid those. So he's gone as well. You know, Arsenal are not keeping too many clean sheets anyway. So it's probably a blessing in disguise that he's picked up that injury to to stop me from going there. Uh, two other players I've removed. Uh, Pepe at Arsenal, 9.1 million. He's just too expensive for, for what he's doing at the minute. You know, he's not, not getting enough attacking returns. There's much better midfielders, I think, at cheaper prices. So for me, he's not worth the, the outlay. And Lucas Mora as well, 7.1 million. Six blanks in a row now for Lucas Mora. Uh, last six game weeks, three, two, two, three, one, two. So, I mean, not that's not what you want from from a Spurs attacker. So, you know, watching that Watford Spurs game, if if I was forced to go and buy a Spurs player, I think it would probably be Youngman's son. But again, it's he's very pricey. You know, he did look the most likely at the weekend to get on the score sheet. So, son, I think is much better than Lucas Mora. Aurier is a good option there at Spurs as well. Thanks to everyone who sent in questions on Twitter over the last 24 hours. I've picked out some of the best ones here, as I do every week. Uh, so the first one came in from Neil Baxter. Neil, who I had the pleasure of meeting in Norway recently for for uh, for an FPL meetup. Uh, Neil asks, do we use the triple captaincy chip on Liverpool this double game week or wait for the next? And what is my chip strategy at the moment? So yeah, a lot of people are activating the triple captaincy chip this week I, I've got mine active myself I've currently got it on Sadio Mane that was my plan before he blanked yesterday and, and Salah got on the score sheet and I'm going to stick to the plan I, I think that goal for Salah and the blank for Mane is going to sway a lot of people in, you know, back into, into Salah's favour for that chip even if you don't have the triple captaincy chip just, just for regular captaincy as well I think Salah I think it'll be a, a pretty split now uh, I think it'll be pretty split as, as my captaincy poll suggests later as well so so for me, I'm still on Manny. You know, I'm not going to let one game influence me too much. Over the course of the season, for me, Manny has been better. I think he's the better player. I think he's the more clinical player, even though he hasn't been very clinical in his last two games. I kind of like the fact that he's blanked in the last two because there's probably going to be less people that are going to captain him now. Uh, and I'm hopeful that 
in those two games in the double game week that he will he will outscore Ma- uh, outscore Salah. So I think both are excellent options. It just comes down to personal preference. If you own both Salah and Manny, it's a really tricky decision. And for me, I'm not going to overthink it. I'm just going to th- stick to my original plan. I've been intending to, to triple captain Manny for you know five or six weeks now. So I'm not going to change my my mind after one you know one Salah goal. And, and one one Manny blank. Do I think this is the best week to use it? Yes, it's very rare in an in, in FPL season where we'll get, you know, the best team in the league with some of the best players in the world with a double game week that are six days apart. You know, with no Champions League um, distraction either. Yes, there's an FA Cup game in between, but I would expect Klopp to to play you know play his kids again in that one, or at least you know mostly kids. So until the league is wrapped up, Klopp is going to keep playing his strongest eleven. Um, so Salah and Manny should start both games so that is why I think it's the best option you can always wait for it for a later double game week but we don't know what that what they're going to be yet um, and just it's the fact that it's Liverpool it's it's again I think this it's not one to overthink when, when a really good opportunity like this presents itself you've got to take that opportunity so for me if you've got the triple captaincy chip this is the game week to use it uh, and then it's up to yourself you know which player to go for for me I think Salah and Manny are the best options you know people will go for Alexander-Arnold given how well he's done in recent weeks Firmino's an option you know Van Dijk Robertson there's it, it really comes down to how you want to play it, but for me, I think Salah and Manny. I wouldn't. I wouldn't look past those two for for that chip this week. Um, Neil also asked, "What is my current chip strategy?" So it's not something I've thought about too much yet. The way I've been kind of thinking is, I'm going to play my triple captain in game week 24, and then I'm going to see where I'm where I'm at after that in, in terms of overall rank. So you know, if things don't go well for me in the double game week. Uh, and my rank is not looking very healthy. Come game week 25, I'll be inclined to probably play an early enough wildcard now maybe not give me 25 but maybe sometime shortly thereafter a popular strategy this season is going to be hold the wild card for game week 36 and then use it in game week 37 which is going to be a big double game week use use the bench boost i should say in game week 37 so wild card 36 bench boost 37 but for me that feels quite late um, to benefit from from the wild card so i like the idea of going earlier i don't have a, a game week in mind yet but most likely i would say between game week 25 and 30 i would say there's a good chance of me activating the wild card bench boost that will probably be determined as to win a wild card so win a wild card I'll, I'll try and pinpoint a game week where the bench boost will work well for me um, and free hit I think free hit most people are going to use it in game week 31 because that is going to be a, a big blank game week so there may only be you know four or five fixtures in that game week so I think that's perfectly suited for the free hit chip and that's most likely where I'll be using mine so that's just some insight into what I'm thinking at the minute Really, I just want to see how Double Game Week 24 goes and then I'm going to reassess everything and, and come up with a plan for the rest of my chips and that wildcard. Question from FPL Dempsey. This is the one about Jimenez. So FPL Dempsey asks, what to do with Jimenez and Triori now? So obviously both of those guys did really well in Game Week 23 and a lot of people would have been eyeing up selling them ahead of this run of fixtures. They've got Liverpool next, then Manchester United and then Leicester. So that is a, that's a pretty tricky run on paper, uh, particularly the Liverpool game. But you know, in terms of Manchester United and Leicester, having watched both teams you know, at the weekend, they're probably not as tricky fixtures as they might have been earlier in the season. In particular, Leicester. Leicester looked really flat to me against Burnley. And they've probably looked a bit flat, you know, over the last couple of games. So it might be a good time for Wolves to, to meet Leicester in that sense. For me, you know, I, obviously I sold him and Ed's going, going into game week 23. I think if I, if I if I had kept him and he got me 13 points, I would, I would find it very, very hard to sell him. You know, we know he does well in the bigger fixtures anyway you know during his time in the Premier League Wolves are just a top side you know they can beat anyone on their day um, so I think I would probably end up keeping him after that 13 pointer I would find it probably find it too hard to sell him uh, Triori 
probably a little bit easier to sell given that he's been he's been quite inconsistent it's it's quite hard to predict when his when his points holes are going to come you know he had a quite a few blanks before that good performance against Southampton so again but I think there's an argument to be made for keeping both of them um, despite the fixtures you know they're good assets this season they play for a good team who, who can who can beat anyone on their day so um, for me I, I would probably be in the camp of keeping both of them um, but again again, it all depends on, on what the replacements are going to be you know if you're looking to get Liverpool assets in for the double game week then I think it's it's easy enough to, to get rid but yeah for me it, I think it's probably a hold now question from Halfway Happy uh, what to do with less asset you know Leicester have been disappointing a lot of us have two Leicester players even three Leicester players I've got Soyuncu and Vardy I sold Madison going into give me 23 so I'm down to two now and I can see myself going down to one uh, pretty soon you know I'm pretty I'm losing patience with Soyuncu he's uh He's been he's been frustrating for me this season because I didn't have him for the for the first half of the season. I didn't have any Leicester defenders for the first half of the season when they were keeping all their clean sheets and it was hurting me every week. And then one of one of the first things I did on my wild card gave me twenty was was to get Soyunku and he I think he's got me eight points in one game week and apart from that it's been it's been blank. So um, I think Indeedy being out has affected them defensively I think he's due back he could even be back midweek which which might be good news for the defence but for me in terms of Soyunku I think there's probably better options at cheaper prices you know Holgate did well at the weekend he's one I'd be eyeing up in terms of the other Leicester assets Vardy is he essential now he's probably not you know he didn't look great uh, yesterday he's not as sharp as he was before he picked up that injury over Christmas I think that the key here is Leicester play West Ham next at home midweek so I think whatever Leicester players you have you keep them for that one and then you reassess you know if, if Leicester don't look great again then there's a case to be made for selling any of them really even Vardy you know if, if he blanks against West Ham I think we'll see a lot of people getting rid of him uh, Madison I've sold him you know I don't regret it I'm, I'm not looking to get him back anytime soon Soyuncu's probably going to go for me over the next couple of game weeks uh, unless they improve and start keeping clean sheets uh, the next as I mentioned um, fixtures so it's West Ham next for Leicester, so keep them for that one. Good fixture, but then it's tricky. Then it's Chelsea, Wolves and Manchester City. So that, that run of three tricky games, game week 25, 26 and 27, that could be an opportunity to maybe move away from Leicester and get on someone who's got better fixtures. So I will be watching that one very closely. I'll be watching Vardy very closely. I'll be watching the defence, you know, Soyuncu closely as well. If, if Leicester don't keep a clean sheet against West Ham, you know, I'm pretty sure I'll sell Soyuncu then. Uh, and if Vardy blanks, it'll definitely cross my mind to, to maybe move away as well. Question from Divsy. What are my thoughts on Firmino triple captain in Double Gaming 24? So yeah, as I mentioned, I think Salah and Manny are the best options for the Double Game Week in terms of triple captaincy or even just regular captaincy if, you, if you've already used yours. Um, Firmino... Again, he looked he looked pretty good to me against Manchester United. He had a goal ruled out, which would have been a Manny assist. I mean, if that if that hadn't been ruled out, I think I think you know if Manny had got that assist, we would have less people swaying back towards Salah for for the captaincy this week. Um, but for me, no triple captaincy. I think this probably comes down to how your season is going. I mean, if you're struggling, if you're you know one million rank or or worse, or if you're way behind in your mini leagues, um, I think for me, no triple captaincy might be an opportunity to make up some serious ground as, as a triple captain so you know we can analyze the double game week you know to death before it starts but until we until it's over we can't say what was you know who was the best option it could be Allison and Firmino could come out as the top scorers in the double game week and, and Manny and Salah could be could be quiet you know Liverpool could concede in both games and the defenders don't do well so it really is a bit of a lottery and I think if you're struggling if you're looking to make up ground I think it's probably a good opportunity to take a gamble on someone like Firmino 
Um, I don't. I don't like the idea of taking the gamble on Alexander Arnold. I, I've just. I've been scarred from captain and defenders. And um, thinking of Shane Duffy last season, I know there's a big difference in, in Shane Duffy and Trent Alexander Arnold, but the scars are still there, and it's always that fear. Yes, Liverpool have been churning out clean sheets. It's it's six or seven in a row now. So I think there is logic to go for a triple captaincy on someone like Trent, who's got the attacking returns as well. But I mean, how long can that run of clean sheets keep going? Um, you know, Wolves and West Ham. I would fancy at least one of those teams to score against Liverpool if not both so that's what puts me off captain and a defender it's any team can concede from a soft corner or, or a soft set piece um, even Liverpool so that's why I favour the attackers I'd rather you know going after goals and assists rather than sweating for you know it's going to be 180 minutes of sweating over clean sheets so yeah FPL is supposed to be fun and, and my idea of fun is not praying for clean sheets but for me no definitely an option I think if you're looking to make up ground question from Deb Mandel Deb asks Grealish or Madison out for Salah so a lot of people are going to be in this scenario where they have to make sacrifices to get you know Liverpool players I, I had to make those sacrifices last week I had to get rid of Madison Madison Rashford and Jimenez obviously Madison and Rashford was fine but Jimenez punished me big time um, but but I'm hoping that Manny will, will pay me back as triple captain and make up that difference that I've lost in Jimenez last week um, so Deb's question would I sell Grealish or Madison to get Salah I think I would sell Madison just on recent form um, Madison has six blanks in his last seven games and, and, and Leicester also have worse fixtures than Aston Villa do Grealish has been carrying that team for, for a couple of weeks now superb goal he scored at the weekend um, so I would keep him uh, and I would get rid of Madison to get Salah that's the way I would go that's what I've done you know I've, I've got Grealish and I sold Madison last week so, so there's your answer Looking at captaincy now for Double Gamey 24, I put a poll on Twitter this morning uh, with four options. So there was around 6,000 votes cast when, when I checked this last. I included four options, um, Salah, Mane, Alexander-Arnold and Firmino. Um, so I think these are the four best options for captaincy for the Double Game Week. I think it's got to be a Liverpool player when they've got two fixtures. I don't think you try and be too clever and go for you know a single game week player with with just one game. I think you've got to you've got to play the play the play the odds here. You've got 180 minutes potentially from from a Liverpool player, so double chance of returns. Um, the poll returned Salah just about on top with 40 percent. Mane close second with 37 percent. Trent got 17 percent and Firmino got just 7% so I was surprised by this I thought Salah would win the poll by more because you know recency bias and, and his goal at the weekend I thought he would get about 50% of the vote but pretty close between Salah and Mane and that probably reflects ownership as well and um, so Mane is owned by a lot more managers than Salah is Salah is you know that's that gap is going to close a bit between now and, and the deadline on Tuesday, um, given given what Salah did yesterday. So this kind of tells you, you know, forty percent Salah, thirty seven percent Manny. It's it's a lottery. You know, we don't know which one is going to going to perform better. It comes down to personal preference. And and if you want to think about making up ground as well, again, maybe if if you've if you're down the rankings, it probably makes more sense to go Salah because he's he's owned by less. Uh, but then, you know, if you're doing really well, you might want to protect your rank and go for that more highly owned player in Manny. But for me, in FPL, ownership is something I, I rarely take into account. And for me, I just want to back the player who I think is going to score the most points in the double game week. And I'm going to back Manny to outscore Salah over the two games. And that's why he's going to be my triple captain. Obviously, I hope they both score 25 points each and I do really well out of it. But for me, I'm going to stick with Manny, stick to the plan, stick to the stick to the guy I rate 
more highly and I think who's been a better player this season uh, and, and let's see how it goes you know as I say hopefully both of them do really well in terms of my transfers for the midweek round of games you know having having taken a minus four last week to, to make three transfers I'm probably going to bank my transfer this week uh, what I would say about making transfers this week is this is a rare occasion where the FPL deadline is on Tuesday at 6.30pm UK time and we've got five games kicking off one hour later uh, and anyone who's you know involved in the FPL community on Twitter or Reddit or, or any kind of forum you know there's been a lot of team news leaking early this season you know five or ten minutes before the deadline so what I would say this week um, more than any other week is if you can wait to make your transfers until the last minute you know wait until that you know 10 or 15 minutes before the deadline in the hope that maybe you'll, you'll see some you know team news might leak on Twitter be, before before the deadline and you can adjust to that so you know, maybe have a plan in place of the transfers you will make, or maybe have a plan in place of the transfers you will make if X or Y is going to be benched um, for Tuesday's game. So keep that in mind. Five games kick off one hour after the deadline. So this is a good week probably to wait until the last minute uh, to make your make your transfers. Don't leave it till the last minute at you know six twenty nine because things can go wrong uh, if you leave it that late. But definitely you know five or ten minutes before the deadline should be fine. Hopefully we'll get some some team lead. On, on social media which could help us for the double game week if I see any team news and you know one or two of my players is benched I might be forced into a transfer then and the most likely one I would make is is getting rid of a defender so I've got Lundstrom I don't really want to start him against Manchester City I would probably prefer to have him on the bench but my problem there is I've got Kelly and Rico so I don't want to start either of those two guys either so my move this week if I don't bank a transfer would most likely be getting rid of either Rico or Kelly for Lascelles or Brandon Williams at Manchester United now. Williams is a question mark because both him and Luke Shaw started against Liverpool. Um, so, you know, which one is going to play left back against Burnley? We don't really know. So for that reason, I think I'll probably go the safe route and go Lascelles, who I know is going to play, uh, you know, week in, week out, as long as he stays fit. So yeah, most likely a bank, but if there's any team news and it affects my team, I'd probably make a boring defensive transfer. So yeah, that's, that's it for the game week 24 preview i hope you've enjoyed this episode and i hope it helps you with your game week 24 decisions most important thing to remember this week it is a midweek deadline the fpl deadline is tuesday 6 30 uk time so do not get caught out by that and um, if you want to hear more from me you can check out my patreon page at patreon.com forward slash fpl general good luck everyone in double game week 24 the first double game week of the season very exciting good luck in particular to those of you like myself who are playing the triple captaincy chip hopefully it's not like Sane last season who got one pointer for those who triple captained them hopefully it's a it's a hundred points for the likes of Manny and Salah I'll be back next week with a preview to game week 25 thank you for listening folks 